0: Hello, this is Snigdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Sunday, the 3rd of May, an important day for everyone, especially Indians, because it also happens to be World Press Freedom Day today. The French philosopher Albert Camus once said, and I quote, A free press can, of course, be good or bad. But, most certainly, without freedom, the press will never be anything but bad, Today marks the anniversary of the Declaration of Windhoek, the Declaration of Free Press Principles that was put together by journalists in Africa during a UNESCO seminar called Promoting an Independent and Pluralistic African Press in Namibia's Windhoek back in 1991. It is a day to remember and understand how important press freedom is to a democracy. While our country may be growing and swiftly treading the path of development, it is essential to remember that none of that can happen without pluralism, media independence, and transparency. It might not come as a surprise to many of you that our country ranks 142nd on the World Press Freedom Index. We are behind Afghanistan and even Palestine. Take a moment and let that sink in. Even now, in the middle of a pandemic, where citizens need to know what exactly is going on, free voices in Indian media are being muffled. A journalist in Uttar Pradesh was interrogated by the police because he dared to write a report on low-quality PPEs. A Chhattisgarh journalist was threatened with legal action because he told the story of a woman who had to sell her fridge to buy ration. Another journalist in Andaman was also arrested for a day for questioning authorities on Twitter. You can read more about such cases on the suppression of press freedom on our website, newslaundry.com. There are numerous such cases, many of which might not reach us. And that makes it all the more important for you as a citizen to execute your duties and rights and step in. Support independent media organizations. Support people who tell you the truth because telling the truth is a costly exercise. This is one of the core ideas that led to the birth of Newslaundry. We are an independent media organization that is 100% free of advertisements. Subscribe to us and subscribe to other independent media outlets. The best way to show that you care is by helping small organizations like ours to survive in this world dominated by big media. So go to newshaundry.com and hit that subscribe button on the top right corner of the website. Now let's get started with the news of the day. Confirmed coronavirus cases in India has almost reached 40,000 with a record 2,644 new cases detected and 83 fatalities in the last 24 hours. The death toll has gone up to 1,301. Recoveries from COVID-19 infection have also crossed 10,600. The third phase of the coronavirus lockdown begins on Monday, that is tomorrow. Any individual who violates the lockdown will be prosecuted under the Disaster Management Act 2005 and relevant provisions of the Indian Penal Code. Authorities across states will ease some lockdown restrictions from tomorrow, including the opening of more categories of shops and business establishments in areas with limited or zero infection cases. All forms of transport, however, including air and train, continue to be banned unless allowed by the Ministry of Home Affairs. The centre has clarified that liquor and pawn shops will be allowed to reopen in red, orange and green zones from Monday amid the coronavirus pandemic, but they will not be permitted in containment areas. The armed forces paid tribute to health workers in the country today as helicopters flew past hospitals showering flower petals. Indian army bands performed outside government hospitals to thank medical staff for their battle against COVID-19. According to the Indian Council of Medical Research or ICMR, India has conducted over 1 million COVID-19 detection tests. Testing facilities are now available in 292 government and 97 private facilities across the country. According to a group of activists and academics who have been tracking the reported deaths on newspapers and news websites, more than 300 people who died since March 19th lost their lives due to hunger, financial stress, exhaustion, police atrocities for violating the lockdown and the inability to get timely medical attention. Of the 310 deaths that this group tracked, 73, that is the most, were caused by suicides. A migrant labourer who attempted to cycle home 1,200 kilometres from Delhi to Bihar's Khagaria died in Uttar Pradesh's Shah district. His autopsy has revealed chronic lung disease as the cause of death. Jharkhand Chief Minister Hemant Surain expressed his disappointment with the railway's decision to charge 50 rupees per passenger traveling in the special trains that were allowed by the Center for Migrant Workers. He tweeted, and I quote, This is really sad. The central government should reconsider this decision. In this hour of disaster, it is an injustice to the labor colleagues returning back home, unquote. Maharashtra remains the worst affected state with more than 12,000 cases and more than 500 deaths. Gujarat has more than 5,000 cases with 262 COVID-19 related deaths. The other states that have seen the most number of cases include Delhi, Tamil Nadu, Rajasthan, Madhya Pradesh, Uttar Pradesh and Telangana. Maharashtra has decided not to ease lockdown restrictions in the third phase of the lockdown. There are 14 districts in Maharashtra which are red zones, including Greater Mumbai, Navi Mumbai, Thane, Palgar and Nasik. 16 districts are orange zones and 6 are in the safe green zone. The Shiv Sena has said that all political parties should stop playing communal politics in the future and instead work towards bringing the economy back on track. The party says that it is clear from the discussion held between Congress leader Rahul Gandhi and former RBI Governor Raghuram Rajan that continuing the lockdown for an indefinite period will hurt the economy. Nearly 500 Delhi students stranded at the coaching hub of Kota in Rajasthan due to the lockdown returned to the national capital this morning in 40 private buses. Delhi's transport minister said that the students who arrived at Kashmiri gate will be sent home in DTC buses after undergoing medical tests. Uttar Pradesh's Chief Minister Yogi Adityanath has directed officials to make arrangements for ventilators in 20 districts of the state which do not have them in the next three days. He said that the training of doctors and paramedics should be continued along with private doctors and Ayush practitioners so that their services can be availed in COVID-19 hospitals as per requirement. Adityanath also claimed that the Tablighi Jamaat was responsible for the spread of coronavirus in Uttar Pradesh and other places. He said, and I quote, being infected with the virus is not crime, hiding it is definitely a crime, unquote. Uttar Pradesh has reported 2,487 cases of the virus and 689 deaths so far. Gujarat's Chief Minister Vijay Rupani, too, blamed the religious congregation and said that the number of coronavirus cases started increasing in the state around April 15th as people related to the Jamaat hid their links with the event. Earlier, Madhya Pradesh Chief Minister Shivraj Singh Chauhan had also blamed the tablighi attendees for the rise in coronavirus cases. While the congregation definitely added to the COVID crisis in the country, the demonization of Muslims by members of the government and a section of the media that has followed has made things extremely difficult for members of the Muslim community. Do read Ayush's report on how vendors assigned to supply fruits and vegetables in sealed hotspots described being driven away from residential societies as well as cramped urban villages. The report is titled, We've Stopped Going There. Muslim fruit suppliers in Noida speak of discrimination and hostility. To know more about how some news channels covered the incident, do read another report by Ayush titled, Coronavirus and Nizamuddin. TV News Returns to Bigotry with a Bang. Rajasthan has recorded two more coronavirus deaths, while 31 people tested positive for the virus. The deaths were reported in Jaipur, taking the total number of fatalities in the state to 70, including 40 alone in Jaipur. With this, the total number of positive cases in the state has climbed to 2,803. Now for some international updates. Globally, the coronavirus has infected more than 3.4 million people, with more than 243,000 people losing their lives to the disease, according to the Johns Hopkins tracker. Russia announced its biggest daily increase in COVID-19 cases to date. The country's coronavirus crisis response center reported 10,633 new cases and 58 deaths, increasing the total fatalities in the country to 1,280. The US continues to be the most affected country with more than 1.3 million cases. Coronavirus deaths in the country climbed by 1,435 in the last 24 hours, bringing the total number of fatalities to more than 66,000. The US has by far the highest death toll of any country in the global pandemic. New York's daily death toll went up slightly after a consistent decline in the past few days. Governor Andrew Cuomo said, and I quote, That number has remained obnoxiously and terrifyingly high." The governor on Saturday reported 299 deaths, 10 more than the previous day. About 276 of those died in hospitals and 23 in nursing homes. As part of its efforts to control the virus more closely, the state has conducted more than 15,000 antibody tests so far, the largest sample in the nation. China says that it has confirmed only two new coronavirus cases on Saturday. The country has 82,877 confirmed cases so far officially. Its official death toll is 4,633. Meanwhile, the country also took the chance to mock the U.S.'s response to the coronavirus in a short animation film titled Once Upon a Virus. The film, released by China's official Xinhua news agency, suggests that China did everything in power to warn the global community of the coronavirus breakout, but the US never took the alert seriously. And when the cases escalated outside China, the US blamed the country for hiding facts. The video also mocked the US's decision to cut funding to the World Health Organization. The United Kingdom's coronavirus death toll rose to 28,131, a few hundred below Italy, which has so far had the world's second most deadly outbreak after the United States. The government said 182,260 people have tested positive for the virus, but hospital admissions have fallen. Prime Minister Boris Johnson said that the government would outline a plan to lift social distancing measures that would keep transmission rates down. In the meantime, the public, he said, should remain at home except to shop for essential groceries, medicine or to exercise. Prime Minister Boris Johnson, who had tested positive for coronavirus himself, also revealed that doctors had a contingency plan if he had died of COVID-19. He said he is grateful to the medical staff for saving his life when, as he said, things could have gone either way. The French government has decided to extend a health emergency imposed to fight coronavirus for another two months until July 24th, allowing it to keep stringent antivirus measures in place even after a partial lifting of the country's lockdown. France's health minister told a news conference that if anybody enters France, foreign or French, they will have to remain confined for two weeks. Spaniards headed outdoors for the first time in seven weeks as coronavirus deaths fell in the country. According to the Health Ministry, Spain's death toll from coronavirus rose by 164 to 25,264, marking its lowest one-day increase since March 18. Madrid and Catalonia remain two of the worst affected regions in the country. The declining death rate is an encouraging sign for Spain, which took a large step towards unwinding its stiff lockdown by allowing adults to exercise outdoors for the first time in weeks. Italy will enter its much-anticipated phase two tomorrow. Citizens, however, say that the new rules do not go far enough to save the economy or mental health. Last week, after Italy's Prime Minister GSP Conte outlined plans to slowly ease the country's quarantine, millions of people were overcome with feelings of anger and disappointment as their hopes were dashed by a false reopening. Italians will now be able to travel within regions or visit relatives provided they wear masks but schools, hairdressers, gyms, and many other commercial activities will stay closed. Restrictions on funerals have also been relaxed with a maximum of 15 mourners allowed to attend, but masses and weddings will have to wait. Malls in the United Arab Emirates capital Abu Dhabi began reopening to a restricted number of customers this weekend as the UAE eased lockdown measures imposed more than a month ago to combat the coronavirus. Three malls reopened on Saturday at 30% customer capacity after adopting safety measures, including installing thermal inspection devices. Sharjah Emirates' media office said malls, salons and dine-in restaurants could resume operations on Sunday. Other public venues such as schools, mosques and cinemas will remain closed in the UAE, which has so far reported nearly 13,600 infections and 119 deaths. It has not given a breakdown for each of its seven emirates. Pakistan's coronavirus tally crossed 19,000 today after 989 new patients were diagnosed in the last 24 hours. The Ministry of National Health Services said 23 patients died in this period, taking the death toll to 440. So far, 4,817 people have recovered from the deadly virus in Pakistan. On Saturday, Prime Minister Imran Khan said that he was not sure when the vaccine against COVID-19 will be available and expressed fears that we may have to live with the coronavirus for six months or even a year. Now for some homegrown stuff from newslaundry.com. On the occasion of World Press Freedom Day, NewsLaundry's Laundry's Manisha Pandey participated in a webinar organized by the Commonwealth Human Rights Initiative. The webinar features prominent media voices from across South Asia, who came together to discuss difficult questions on the migration crisis, hate speech, misinformation and health during the COVID-19 pandemic. Do watch it on our website, newslaundry.com and don't forget to subscribe. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform.